Welcome to the Power of a Woman podcast. This podcast is centered around helping you reclaim and finding yourself as a woman, connecting with how you want to feel in your life and body, and changing the narrative on not only how we approach health for women, but also how we treat ourselves and the stories that we tell ourselves. I'm so grateful you're here. Let's dive in. Welcome to the Finding Your Feminine Grit podcast. I am here with Stacey Geisel. She is an energy healer. She's a life coach. She's everything in between. And we connected on Instagram. We actually had a lot of things in common, but I love what she does as far as energy healing. It's something that I've personally tapped into a lot in the last year, seen the benefits of. I forever just kind of dismissed it. I was like, eh, I don't really need it. It's fine until I really started to feel the impacts and the benefits of it. So I'm going to let her introduce herself for a second, how she got into what she does, but we're just going to have a conversation. What does it really mean to heal your energy? What does that actually do? What is a chakra? I know a lot of you probably don't even know. So we'll have a big conversation around that. So hopefully you can walk away and maybe be intrigued enough to do something about it. I love it. And I'm so excited to be here and be here with your community. Thank you for having me. Gosh, the story of how I got here. It's really funny because it's just like anybody that is on any path. We can't really see what's coming. You just have to start to follow your intuition. And I actually started out in nursing, knew that I always wanted to help people. And that was the only way I knew how, right? Because you go into the counselor's office and they, you say, I want to help people. And they say, you can do this or this. <laughs> like That's about it, right? Went through nursing school. I was a high achiever. So that even though I had never stepped foot in any type of medical situation in my life, I was like, I can do this. And went through nursing school, went through some really beautiful changes as far as that went. Everybody assumes that you're super compassionate when you're a nurse. And like, I was like kind of the nurse that was like, oh my gosh, does it like suck it up? Like, <laughs> It can't really be that bad. Right. And so I had a lot of heart opening to do. And that was like the first step in that. But through that process, I actually started working with special needs because I was working with a client who was a special needs student. And so I would go to school with her and like started just really got into that world and fitness and health had always been part of my life, even though it wasn't necessarily what I was doing for a living. And I started a company called, especially for you, which was for special needs fitness, because I saw this need for that. And then that led me down this rabbit hole of nutrition and seeing that, you know, like nutrition can really change our life. And as a nurse, I was helping things on the back end, but there was this opportunity for me to to help people on the front end and get people healthy before they even needed nursing. Right. So it was a process of me realizing that that was more my calling than nursing and that there's all these other ways that you can help people that you're not told in school. I'm trying to speed up the story here, went through that process and decided that I was going to actually stop my nursing career. It was a really scary move. It was a leap of faith, but my gut. And at the time I didn't really know what this was, but my intuition wouldn't let it go. Like I knew that I had to continue down this path. And so through that, I ended up in nutrition can be good, bad, and ugly. Right. And I've seen every aspect of that through my own journey, ended up on the verge of an eating disorder, different things, because like 
we start to think that that's the only thing. So through that ended up a holistic health coach because my hormones were completely out of whack. I had to really like rebuild my life. I was at one point running a couple of successful businesses, quote unquote, successful, had all of these things, but on the inside, I was crumbling. I couldn't understand it because I had everything that I had ever wanted and everything that somebody on the outside would tell you was perfect, but it didn't feel that way. And that is what really ultimately led me down this path and got me to where I am now. We have so much more than just a physical body. And the reason that I do what I do now and how I work with people now is I help people understand that we've got four bodies. We've got our physical body, which everybody knows about and everybody's trying to take care of, but that's actually the final product of what's going on within. We have our mental body, we have our emotional body, and then we have this energetic body. Every single thing in our life starts energetically and then it makes its way through the emotional body, through the mental body. And the final manifestation is in the physical. So when something has gotten to that physical level, it has been ignored for a very long time. And it's kind of the two by four to the face. So how do we really get ahead of things? We've got to focus on those other bodies, those other three bodies. I would say the most common ones are the mental and the physical, but we've got to break the ones that are actually going to shift and transform your life the most are the emotional and the energetic. That's amazing. I love that description of it because I obviously I speak from more of a hormonal standpoint and from a nutrition standpoint and how everything externally that you're experiencing as a symptom is a side effect of something going on internally. And that's so, so true. And we very often, and I did too, overlook the energetic component of it. And it's really funny because I was telling my husband, I was like, you know, I mean, I pay attention to like my Enneagram and I know my human design and those things. And I was telling him, I was like, you know, once I learned my human design, I look back at everything in our life that felt energetically forced to me and it never worked out. Something always fell apart with it. It always felt like more of a stress than it needed to be, or it fell apart completely and it didn't go the way we wanted it to. And it felt like this big life setback. And I'm like, now if I would have looked back at those times and obviously could have, would have, should have, but like, if I move forward with, if it doesn't feel right and listening to that energetic alignment with it, anytime I've done that, it's worked out and it's gone in the right direction, whether it makes sense or not, it works out. It often doesn't. And I think that's the most difficult thing about this work and listening to yourself in that way is that logically it doesn't make sense. You know, any decision that I've ever made, my husband will laugh now because he's finally bought in. But man, up until this, like going through this process, he's like, you are nuts. And I was like, I know, like, I am well aware that this is crazy and this makes no logical sense. And I can try and write it out on a piece of paper, put it on a graph. I can do all those things for you, but I will be fudging it which I've done because at the end of the day, it's just that you just know, and it doesn't have to logically make sense for your listeners. Not everything in our life has to be logical. Yeah. And there's a really beautiful harmony between the two things, between our intuition and logic. And you don't want to be all one or all the other, trust me on that, but there's a beautiful balance and that's what this work is. And that's why it's hard to define because you have to experience it for yourself or else you aren't going to believe it because it's so easy to people fear what they don't know and what they don't understand. Right. And so, but any huge profound moment I can look back and it didn't make sense in the moment. And 
it doesn't, right? What does Steve Jobs say? You can't connect the dots looking forward. Sometimes we just have to leap. I always laugh because I call it my hippie shit because my dad used to always make fun of me and like anything that I was like starting to get into that realm, he would be like, oh, that's just like hippie shit. And so now that's what I call it. (laughs) But we do, we dismiss it because we don't understand it sometimes. And when we can't, as humans, we want to be able to logically explain things. And when we cannot logically explain something, we dismiss it as not being right or true or working or whatever it is. Sometimes it's because it's beyond our comprehension for where we are. And that's okay. And I think a lot of that starts with kind of what you said in the beginning of first, we have to know how to tune into ourselves. First, we have to get past all the stuff that we have going on on a daily basis, the stressors, all these different things to just get comfortable with being uncomfortable and just tuning in and sitting with ourselves. And I find that a lot that when we have times of just quietness or times of just being that we don't know how to do it. And we have to be distracted that we're getting on our phone or we're watching TV or we're finding something to do because we're so uncomfortable with just being with ourselves. A mentor of mine once said, if you can't spend time with yourself, you're in bad company. And that's a little bit harsh, but it's also like very, very accurate. And we have to be able to reconnect with ourselves. And we've been taught that it is a waste of time. Your podcast is about feminine energy, right? And we've lived in a very masculine world. And it's not that that's wrong because again, we need a harmony. You can't have one without the other. We need them to be this really beautiful balance. But the second that we start to slow down, we start to reconnect with ourselves. All of a sudden we are open to connecting with everything around us. And that includes our truth, the beauty within us, what we have to offer this world, our needs, our wants, our desires, because so many women, if I ask that question, what do you need? They freeze, they stop. They don't know because they've never asked it. The part that is overlooked is that everybody's always trying to change everything externally, everything around them. Right. And that's what we think is going to make us happy. It's going to create this fulfillment within us. But the reality is that reconnecting to you is the most effective way to improve your health and well-being. It's going to strengthen your relationships. You're going to find success and fulfillment in your career. It's going to help you create a legacy that will change the world for generations to come. And I was actually talking to the girls in one of my groups last night, and I believe the only way to change the world is to open the human heart. Mm-hmm. And that is a feat because it requires sitting with your shit. It requires looking beyond what you want to see and seeing things for what they really are. You know, 2020 was the year of the heart. Okay. Which makes sense. What is COVID? Yeah. COVID, what does it affect? Everything that has to do with our heart chakra, everything that has to do with that energy center and what 2020 did, whether it was devastating to some, it doesn't really matter what happened in 2020. It forced you to change. And for anybody who didn't change in 2020, those are the people I'm most concerned about because that was an opportunity to completely look at your life in a very different way. 2021 was about the throat. Okay. So the throat, when you think about it, it's the smallest part of our body. And yes, it's about speaking and communication and listening, but more than that, it's about refinement. Yeah. And that's what 2021 was all about is about refining what changed in 2020 and then saying, what do I really want? What am I going to take with me? And starting to refine that. And 2022, I think it's going to be about the third eye and our third eye. It's the ability to see 
past illusion, the ability to see clearly, the ability to see beyond what our physical can see. There's going to be a lot of things that come to light, I bet, in 2022 for a lot of people. And it's just a beautiful opportunity to reconnect with yourself. But then in doing so, we can finally start to reconnect with everything, including all of humanity, which has really gone. It feels like it's gone down the tubes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I know what you're referencing with chakras on here. Mm -hmm. I've started getting into Reiki this year and getting into those things, but I'm not going to be able to explain it nearly as well as you can. Can you, for the person who doesn't understand what a chakra is or anything, can you explain what that is, how that transforms in your body and how you might see that come out in your life. Yeah. So, okay. Let me think of the best way to make this happen. Cause gosh, could I talk for three days on this? <laughs> so, okay. Chakra is simply, it's an energy center. I use the two words interchangeably because the second that I say chakra to certain people, they're going to stop listening. So if that's you keep listening, because the reality is all it is, is energy and energy is universal. There's no religion to it. There's no good or bad. There's no witchcraft to it. It is simply energy is everything and everything is energy. And so that is what this is, is these energy vortexes within the body. And think about it. Like we've got all these tiny little rivers of energy going through our body all the time. Well, there's three big ones. Okay. And those three, there's one that goes up our body completely and it connects us to the earth and up to the heavens. And then we've got one on each side, which is like our masculine and our feminine energy. And those cross and they kind of like spiral down and it's where they all intersect is where the energy centers are in our body. And they just happen to align with a lot of the different organs in our body. So there's actually six within the body. And then there's one just above. That's like what they are. Okay. It's an energy center. It's a vortex of energy and they are really powerful because things, they get knocked off balance because we actually come to earth school. Okay. That's what I like to call it. Earth school. We come to earth school to learn lessons. That's why we're here. We're here to learn lessons and to carry out a purpose and to live our life. Right. Yeah. And so we come with a compromised chakra or energy center. We come with ones that we're really strong in that we've maybe worked through in past lives or whatever you want to believe. But as we go through life, they get knocked out of whack, right? Because we have imprints, we have our experiences that happen throughout our life. So it's not about these things always being completely open and flowing. It's about understanding them to a point that you know when you've been knocked off balance and you have the tools to bring them back into balance. So I'll go through each one just really quick. We start at the bottom, which is our root chakra. So this is right at like the base of our spine, you could say. And this one is all about stability, security, and safety. This is our connection to the earth. It is our materialism. This is where it's blocked by fear. And so a lot of like physical body stuff, all of that is tied to the root chakra. Then we move up to the next one, which is our sacral, which is in our pelvic bowl. Everybody has a pelvic bowl, men or women. And this one is the messiest, I would say of all humanity right now, because this is where we hold our emotions and emotions are they're messy that at the end of the day, they're just, they're messy, but it's also where we hold our feminine energy, our passion, our creativity. It is where a baby is created in darkness and everything is created out of darkness. So everything that we create is created from this sacral. And that's why it's such an important piece, but it's messy because not a lot of people know that emotional body. Not very many people are connected to it. And most people don't want to be <laughs> because it feels really hard. Yeah. So 
that's our sacral moving up to our solar plexus, which is kind of like right above our navel, you could say. And that is our power source. That's a kind of like our masculine energy. That's where we hold our confidence, our self-esteem. It's our power center. It's where we hold our fire and fire is the element of transformation. So it's really powerful. Then we move into our heart. Okay. Our heart chakra is where the three upper chakras and the three lower chakras connect. This is the one that I believe will change the world because we want to have this extremely open and our heart chakra is about unconditional love. And it's about cosmic love. That is very different than I love somebody because most of us have been taught to live by condition and love by condition. I love you, but only if you act the way that I want you to act. You do what I want you to do. You agree with the things that I want you to agree with. So opening that heart chakra is really, really beautiful. Then we go into the throat and the throat chakra is about, again, listening and communication. Now, all of these, I'm just going to throw this out there, can be too open and they, <laughs> they can be too closed, right? So when you think about the throat, people have a lot of things to say, Yeah. right? And there's people who have a too open of a throat chakra that just say anything that comes to their mind. But what the problem is, it's not connected to their heart, right? When we speak, we need to speak from our heart, not just speak to speak. And then there's people who have a closed throat chakra who don't speak their truth at all and have a really, really hard time. Right. So that was just kind of an example of how they can be too open or too closed. Yeah. And we go into the third eye, which I spoke about is all about our ability to see past illusion. It's to see beyond the world we can physically see and realize that there's more and tap into our intuition and tap into all of these other things that are beautiful. So those are like the six that are within the body. Then we've got our crown chakra that kind of just hovers above the crown of the head. And that is our connection to the divine, to spirit, to the universe, to the heavens whatever connection that you have is what that is all about. The goal is to have them all open and flowing freely. Now there's something in the spiritual world a little bit where there tends to be a misconception that the upper chakras are more important than the lower and the higher you go, the better. But again, the heart is where the heaven comes down and the earth comes up. And so that's where we actually want to meet. There are people who are very connected to their crown chakras and they're very connected spiritually and they can't get anything done in their life or manifest anything in their life because they're off in la-la land. The flow that goes from the top to the bottom creates fulfillment and liberation and that freedom and peace that everyone's looking for. And peace is actually held in the heart chakra, but it's those lower chakras that people tend to dismiss a little bit that are actually that energy that flows up from the earth is what allows us to manifest in our life. So you can't have one without the other. We need them all. So I don't know if that was helpful. I know that was kind of a lot, but there, <laughs> there's a lot to be said. <laughs> no, I think that's really, really good. And it connects so much too, because we think about how many women, this podcast is called Feminine Grit, right? It's really about tapping into your femininity, but the gritty side of it, right? Like you have a power within you. Like you're literally created to make life. And so often, so many women, I feel like hide behind something and we don't know what we're hiding behind. They're afraid to speak their truth. They're afraid to speak what's on their mind, whatever it is. And we're not connected. 
at the end of it. I remember when I first started doing Reiki, my, I kept telling my business coach, I was like, I feel stuck, I'm stuck in something. And she's like, you need to do some energy healing and get into it. And I was like, what? Like, I just need strategy. Like, just tell me how to like get through this. And she was like, no, you need energy healing. So I did it. And it was the answer. And a lot of it was, I wasn't connected. I wasn't connected to all the stuff that I had been through in my past and all the things that I wanted to do. And there was, I was living in this place in between them where I was like, so afraid to like, let it out and let it go. And it's crazy. All the things that just personally, I started to feel more connections with that. Again, you can't totally explain, but you just start to feel a difference an energetic difference in your body in the way that you do things when you start to connect back to yourself. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I mean, and again, that's why this work, it truly does have to be experienced. It has to be something because I could sit here and tell you all day long, all the facts and figures and all the things, but it wouldn't matter because everybody's experience with it is going to be different because we all have different lives. We all have different life experience. We all have different limiting beliefs that are keeping us stuck. Right. And you know, a lot of the work that I do, it's really, really amazing in conjunction with like therapy and things like that. Because when I'm working with somebody, you can't energetically lie to me. Like, and like, we do that because we're trying to protect or we don't even realize that this is something like I had a conversation with a client yesterday. And by the end of it, she said, oh, like if you wouldn't have just kept going, like we would have never gotten to the root of what was actually getting in the way. And so it's like, if we can pull these things to the surface, the only way to the other side of anything is through, but everyone wants to go around it. They want to jump over it. And it's exactly what you tried to do. I've tried to do it in my past and it will continuously leave you stuck because you will keep getting knocked backwards until you choose to face the darkness. And it's not even just the darkness. Like some of my biggest breakthroughs and aha moments have come from just simply living my life. And it comes through intensity. So sometimes it's, we change and transform through intense situations. And sometimes that can be intense sadness or anger or frustration, which our emotions are just something that we want to embrace because they're just trying to tell us what needs attention. But I've grown so much through intense joy and excitement and all of that as well. So this process, and this is something that's so important to me that we keep it fun. We keep it light because once you start it, there's no going back and there's no ending it right? Like that's literally why we're here. We have to keep it light. We have to keep it fun. And some people go on these quote unquote healing journeys and they make themselves miserable because they think they're supposed to be this hard, horrible process till all of a sudden they're a butterfly at the end. Yes, there are hard moments, but we don't have, it doesn't have to be that difficult. Yeah, we start to, in a lot of different processes, obviously I see from a different aspect in nutrition, but clients will come to me like, well, okay, well, what's my nutrition plan? Like, what should I do? And I'm like, well, okay, let's look at what you do in your everyday life. Let's look at your habits. What's your mindset around that? Why did you choose to do that? And I start everybody. I'm like, we have to master the foundations before we can get into the details stuff. We have to get through the foundations. And that's the biggest challenge a lot of times because we either want to power through or we want to avoid it entirely. And we go back and forth between these two, instead of like sitting in the middle of that, of like, there is some time to take some action. And then there is some time to rest, but there's also some time to just kind of like be with it and just also like be okay with the boring moments too. Not everything always has to be this huge momentous thing. Sometimes it's just going to be 
boring and moving through and just sitting with it for a little bit. Yeah. You know, I always say show up to practice. So like at the end of the day, everything can come together overnight, Yes, but nothing happens overnight. And this is what's so powerful, but it will never come together if you don't keep showing up to practice. And it's exactly what you're saying. And we live in an Amazon prime world. Now it's gotten even worse. Like three hours later, we can get something delivered to our porch, which thank you, Amazon. But like, Jesus, Uh, (laughs) but it's this whole, like, we don't have the patience to keep showing up to practice. And just because you can't see everything that's happening, there's so many dots that are connecting. There's so much going on beyond what you can see in the unseen realms that is helping you. There's so many things happening. And at some point you're going to wake up and you're going to look back and be like, holy smokes, look at how much I've changed. Look at all the things that I've done. I have women all the time that are like, I would have never done that three months ago. I would have never handled a situation that way. And it's not until you get put into the game. Do you realize how much practice pays off, but it doesn't matter what professional sport you think of. I always talk about golf just because I don't know. It's kind of funny, but like every professional golfer still hits it into the sand more often than they wish they did, but it doesn't stop them from showing up to practice. And then every so often it all comes together and they win the masters or something, right? (laughs) But it's, you got to show up, you got to show up and be okay. You know, and like your work, I think everything takes a level of commitment. And I say to the work that I do, this emotional, energetic, it takes a different level of commitment because you will not see the benefits right away. Yeah. Right. Like you may feel little subtle shifts, but it just takes a different level of commitment to yourself. And so it's really only for people who are willing to make that commitment. I think a lot of this is knowing that, right. And working through that. And then one of the things that we connected on was there's also a level, and I think we've seen it a lot in the past couple of years of taking personal responsibility and ownership and truly as uncomfortable as it can be sometimes owning your stuff so that you can move forward from it, but also going back to the heart chakra. So you can come with compassion for other people when it comes to anything. And I think in the last couple of years, God, if we need anything right now, it's we need more people to come with compassion. And we kind of connected on, you know, a tragedy that happened in Michigan. And a lot of times our first reaction out of anger, out of anything, right, is to react versus to sit back and respond. And I loved what you had to say about that. Can you talk a little bit about how, like when it comes to the energetic healing, some of the things that you can see shift with that with people? Like one of the first things that I tend to work with people on is like, just what Brooke is saying is you have to take responsibility for you. And we spend so much time trying to change everybody else and thinking that they're the problem, it's always you. <laughs> like, I know that that sucks to hear, right? Like it's not a fun thing to hear. We spend a lot of time trying to blame everything else rather than taking control of the one thing that we can take control of, which is ourselves and choosing to look within ourselves because the tragedy that we connected on was a school shooting. And it was one of those moments where all of a sudden it was the parents fault. It was gun fault. It was the administration. And all of those people were probably at fault in some way. But my argument to that was look within you 
because we are showing our younger generations that it's okay when people disagree with you to just cancel them, to simply get rid of them in some way or another. And unfortunately, this was in a very permanent way, but we can't expect our children and our younger generations to not do that because we tell them not to. We have to show them that there's a different way. And so the same people that were devastated by that event are the same people that are telling people to screw off on their social media because they don't believe in, you know, the same thing about a vaccination or a political party or this or that. Like we have to take responsibility for the fact that we're the problem. If we don't start to shift our heart and open our heart. And that is where this work shifts people energetically because it takes us out of reaction, right? We react out of fear. We react based on our root chakra. We react based on instinct, but responding is very different. Responding comes from the heart. And, you know, I talked about this last night with my group as well, is that boundaries are very important. We always hear how important boundaries are. Compassion comes with firm boundaries, but boundaries are created from a place of love. And they're created because you care about somebody so much that you're not willing to let them hurt you or anybody else for that matter. And you can only set a boundary when you have set it right in your own heart. Barriers, on the other hand, are created out of fear. Barriers are created out of reaction when we don't like the way that somebody is doing something, or we don't understand the way that somebody is doing something or any of that. It's just a different way to look at it. That's so true. And you see it everywhere. And I paid the post too. I was like, we've got one hand parents saying how awful and terrible bullying is in school. And then on the other hand, they're tearing each other apart on social media. I was like, you're doing the exact thing that you want the kid to be held accountable for. And I was like, it's an awful thing, but we have to take responsibility for the level of which we're doing it too. And if it started with everybody taking responsibility, we can't change what happened. It's awful and it's a tragedy, but we can absolutely change the way that things go forward. And the answer to that changing it going forward isn't to just blame one person or to just hold one thing accountable. It's to look at the entire picture as a whole and say, well, how did I play a role in this? And how could I stop something like this in the future? And could me just showing up with a little bit more compassion or me listening to somebody who doesn't have the same point of view as me, or me just giving somebody the respect that, you know what, we don't agree, but it's okay. Cause I can still love you and care about you no matter whether we agree or not. Could that maybe change the outcome or the energy of how things are moving into the future? You couldn't be more spot on. And I think that nobody wants to take responsibility. And that's something I talked about in the podcast is responsibility is not who's to blame. And like that situation and so many situations in life are unfair. I'm not going to say that, that it was fair because it's not necessarily fair, but we have to look at our ability to respond to a situation and say, how could I have done something different? If there's something that I've learned is no one cares what you tell them. Yep. People care how you show up. People care how you act like, and love is not a noun. It is a verb and it's a way of being. And when we can learn to love people unconditionally, then this world will change. But the only way to get there, you can only love others to the extent at which you love yourself. And so if you don't love yourself unconditionally, we don't have a chance. And that's why I do the work I do because 
you have to be okay loving yourself, whether you checked off everything to do on your to-do list, no matter what your body looks like, no matter what, you know, mistake you made that day, we have to be able to love ourselves unconditionally because it's our hurt and our pain and our struggle that we are putting on everybody else. And that is what is creating this vicious cycle that nobody can seem to understand why it's happening. It's so obvious when we can take a step back and we can take a higher perspective and look at it through a different lens. But in order to do that, you're going to have to get uncomfortable. I had just told somebody the other day, I was like the amount of projection I've seen happen in the last couple of years. I was like, I guess I didn't realize, and I know it's happened obviously before the last couple of years. I was like, but it was shocking to me to just see it go to another level to just know that, oh my gosh, that many people are that are struggling with those many things behind the scenes that, you know, you're willing to let go of friendships and not talk to aspects of your family and all of these things, because you're projecting whatever it is. And we're projecting it in different ways. We're projecting it in and how firm we want to plant our grounds on a vaccination or how firm we want to be about our political stance or whatever it is. And that's what we just see right now, but we do it in so many different ways. And we don't step back to see what if I'm wrong? What if this person does have something or what if their opinion has shaped the way that their life impacted them or the experiences that they went through? And maybe what if I just listened and invited them in instead of crossing them out? And I don't still don't have to agree. I still don't have to see things the way that you see things because I see things from the way that I was raised and the things that I experienced, but I can still have compassion for the reason that you feel that way. And I can still care for the reason that you do. And that's what actually brings things together. But we spend so much time trying to prove that we're right and coming from this place of ego instead of tuning into and accepting that I could be wrong. I could have this wrong. And what if I do? Funny story about my husband and I. One time we got in this fight and he said to me, after we kind of were working through it, he said, you know, sometimes it just feels easier to not say anything. And I said, it is, it's a thousand percent easier to not say anything. I said, but if you wouldn't have said something, then the next time that this happens, we're going to go through the exact same cycle. We're going to live in this exact same situation and we're both going to end up frustrated. But now because you chose not to choose the easy route, we get to change how we move forward, right? And the reality is very rarely is somebody right and somebody wrong. There is usually a middle ground and we have to be okay with that. And that is why it's easy to cancel somebody out. And again, it's because of fear and it's because that just seems like the better route to go. And only when you start to work on yourself, you can tell that you have, you all of a sudden see things from such a different perspective of compassion. You realize that most people just want to be seen and heard and loved. And yet what we want to do is turn our backs on them. And, you know, I, one of my mentors once said that when somebody is broken, you love them harder. You don't sink down to that negative vibration. So what if we could look at that, look at your world, the world. And like, this is the thing, the world is suffering because us as humanity, as individual humans are suffering all of these natural disasters. It is all connected. The fires that just happened in Colorado fire is the element of transformation. Then there was a windstorm that came along with it that made this thing what it was. Wind is all about blowing 
out the old and bringing in the new. And then we've got this element of snow or water, which is about cleansing. So our earth is speaking to us. The animals are speaking to us. Things are falling apart so that they can be put back together, but we have to start paying attention. And it starts with you. It starts within you. You can go do every humanitarian effort on the planet. You can save all the whales in the world, but if you don't start with you, it isn't going to do anything because how we show up in the world matters. And there's a ripple when people are walking around and they are living from their heart. It is a energetic aura thing that you notice you're going to pay attention and it shifts like whether you think you're making a difference or not. I just got a message from one of the women in my program. And she said, I just got this message of this person telling me that like, I've inspired them to do this, this, and this, and people are watching. People are always watching. So how you show up today, tomorrow, every day matters. So one thing you said, you said it's easier to cancel people. I think in the short term it might be, but I think in the long term it's not. We don't understand the long-term ramifications, right? It's like we want to choose the short-term easy thing and that temporary moment, but we don't understand that us choosing that short-term easy thing is leading to a longer-term struggle versus in any point, you're going to have to deal with the hard. So if you keep prolonging the hard and everything in your life, you're prolonging it and putting it off, eventually it's going to come up and you're going to have to deal with it at some point. So it's either you deal with it now or you're going to deal with it later in some other way, shape or form. You're a thousand percent spot on. It feels easier. That's what I will say. It feels easier in the moment to let it go. And this is the whole thing I was talking about in the beginning about how it starts energetically, because when you hold on to something like that, whether or not you think about it every single day or not, like you mentally think about it, it is, you're holding it within you and like every disease every like, and this is like all of yours, like any dis-ease that we feel in our life, but quite frankly, and diseases are caused by trapped emotions within the body. And so energetically, and now it gets trapped in that emotional body. And if we don't move through it, then it's going to come through in our physical. Yeah. Right. So looking at that, you can look at cancers, right? Like there's so much more prostate cancer. Why? Yeah. Because men aren't taught to express themselves and that pelvic bowl where they hold their reproductive organs, as well as all of their emotions is stuck. It is trapped. And all of that stuff is going to, at some point, our body can only take so much until we're willing to work on it at an energetic level. So you can get all these things. You can put as many band-aids on it as you want, and maybe it'll get you through life, but what kind of life do you want to live? Do you want a life where you're suffering? Do you want a life where you're surviving or do you want to thrive? And if you want to thrive, you're going to have to look at, you're going to have to bring all of the things to the surface and be willing to look at them, take a good, hard look and then start to shift them. I was listening to a physician talk about the other day, 80% of your health comes from your everyday life. That's not anything that should sound scary to anybody. That should actually be empowering to know that 80% of my health, I have complete control over and I can do something about it. But 80% of that is not just your nutrition and your workouts. 80% of that is the way you're dealing with your stress, your habits that you have daily, how you're interacting with people around you, your relationships and how you're showing up and things. So it's not just what you're eating while that plays a big component, right? It's everything you're talking about. It's your energy and the way those things are manifesting into your body. Your energy dictates what you choose to eat. Your energy dictates whether or not you choose to go work out. Your energy dictates how you show up in your relationships. So 
at the end of the day, everybody wants to start with the nutrition and start with the workouts, but everything else is what we actually have to work on. If we want to be consistent, you can absolutely focus on those things at the same time, but you have to work on your energy and how you're showing up at the same time too. Yeah. And again, it's just a matter of understanding that they're all pieces of the puzzle and no single one is more or less important, right? Because our physical body is in our culture, it's become the goal. It's become the goal, right? But it's not the goal. It's a tool. It's a tool for you to carry out your purpose. Because if you were given a body, you're here for a reason. And maybe that feels a little bit scary, but there is a reason that you're on this planet. And so understanding that that's equally as important as your emotional body and understanding, like you said, being able to handle stress. How are you responding? Are you able to express emotion? Because so many people aren't, we don't know how. And if you're anything like probably me and you, I don't know you super well yet, but you were independent, right? And we don't need anybody. And so we don't need somebody to help us through our emotions or any of that stuff. We become hard. We put armor on and that piece is just as important as there. Yes, there's a mental piece. And then we've got this energetic piece. And if we can work with these, I think our health and well-being should have, you know, how they have healthcare teams. Yes. That's how it should be. Have somebody who is an expert in all of these different areas and work with them all because that's the power. That's where like rapid transformation can happen for people. Yeah. A hundred percent. So how can people find you? How could they work with you if this is something that they need to work on? Yeah. So I keep things really simple and you can just either one, go to my website, which you can link up, but it's www.stacygeisel.com and literally just click a button. I have some like, I do like a workshop or an experience like every other month that you can hop in if you just want to learn some. I think my next one will be in February right before or right after this launches called Whole Woman, Whole Life, where we're going to dive into how all four of those bodies impact our health and our well-being. So you can definitely sign up for something like that. You can book a session with me and you can just do that. Like I said, right from the website, you can even go onto Instagram. If you want to follow me, shoot me a DM, like, and then we will find a time that works and we'll schedule you in a session. So there's lots of different options. I believe that this work should be available to everyone. So if this speaks to you and it's not like I charge a bajillion dollars to do this or anything, but if this speaks to you and it's something that's important to you and don't be afraid to reach out because we'll make something works. It is that important. This was awesome. Thank you so much for your time today. Oh, thank you. This was amazing. And just for your audience too, a little game to play, right? So I love giving people information, but I'm more about action than I am information. So just like a little game for your listeners. And this is one of my favorite challenges. My challenge to you is try not to blame, complain, or get defensive the entire week. I will try it. Yes, try it. It's so fun. It's even better if you have a buddy, an accountability buddy. Sometimes that can be like your spouse. It's fun, but it's not really that fun when they're like, are you getting defensive? I'm like, yes, I am. But this is going back to that personal responsibility and just that awareness piece. Start to become aware of how often you are doing those three things and it's going to start to point out some of our blind spots. So, and if you do it, please let me know, like shoot me something on Instagram. I'd love to hear how it's going because I do this all the time and still fail more often than I would like to. (laughs) 
I'm laughing because before we had this, I like, I'm totally calling myself out. I took pictures of the random crap my husband left all around our house and I sent it to him. And I was like, this is not acceptable. (laughs) And then my like independent side comes out with like the finger snaps of like, no, like you can't do this. But then I'm also looking on my side of the room with like my stuff that's like thrown in a pile, which to be fair, I am usually better about it, but like I had my stuff too. Right. But I was choosing to point out what he wasn't doing and what I like ignoring the fact that like I was literally doing the exact same thing. (laughs) You'll probably notice that you gravitate towards one. And I could like through some of the work I do, depending on which one you gravitate towards, I could probably tell you some things, but mine is always going to be getting defensive. Like that's going to number one be, I'm not much, I'm not one to really blame or complain, but holy that like the fire within me will get me defensive in a heartbeat. So yeah. Anyways, I just thought that would be fun for the listeners. So do it. I want to hear about it. It can be very eye opening. <laughs> yes, I love this. All right. Have a great week and we will talk to you guys soon. Thank you. And that's it for this episode on the power of a woman podcast. If any part of this episode resonated with you, I would greatly appreciate you giving it a review, sharing it on your social media and tagging me for another woman who may need to hear it too. If changing the narrative is something you're ready to take action on, my coaching programs are set up to help you do just that. We will address the nutrition, movement, lifestyle, stress, gut health, and hormonal needs that you individually have as a woman so that we can help you feel your absolute best and own your power too. Connect with me on Instagram at Brooke Razzie or head over to my website at brookrazzie.com to learn more.